This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat now. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, sweetie. Okay, Keith, let's start with uh, breaking news here. We've just heard in the last hour, Craig James, the former clerk of the B.C. legislature, guilty on two charges here. People will remember how he was famously marched out of the legislature back in 2018. Four years later, he's guilty on two charges, uh, two counts of fraud and breach of trust, but beats the rap on several other charges here. Your thoughts? Yeah, back when this all started, the, the then Speaker of the House, uh, Daryl Plekis, and his uh, chief of staff suggested that many people were going to go to jail, that this was some yeah. sort of huge, huge uh, conspiracy involving many people at the legislature, which really plunged the staff of the legislature into uh, turmoil because they didn't name names other than Craig James and Gary Lenz, the sergeant in arms. And at the end of the day, it boils down to $1,800 worth of clothes uh, by one guy. Uh, and he's found guilty over that, but he's he's not found guilty over the retirement fund, which is more than two hundred thousand dollars. The infamous wood splitter, uh, yeah. no no guilt associated with the use of that or the purchase of that. So this started out with a big uh, claim of uh, widespread corruption from the former speaker, and it turns out to be much, much, much less than that. Okay, the, the wood splitter, people will remember that famous wood splitter. That was the one that was purchased, and the explanation offered was, well, just in case there was an earthquake, and they've <laughs> got to chop down some firewood outside the legislature yeah. to heat the building, and then they park the wood splitter at Craig James's house. I mean, that was maybe the most kind of famous example of this thing. He beats the rap on that. The Another big one was this uh, retirement benefit that he got that was a lot of money and he's not guilty on that charge too so the stuff that he is guilty on is and this was detailed in the report from the speaker at the time he traveled to the united kingdom and elsewhere bought bought a bunch of fancy clothes that he said was part of the un, part of the uniform as he mm -hmm. described it and he's he's guilty on that your thoughts yeah and that's a lot less than what daryl plekis uh said this was all about i mean this this turns out to be a rather um, my, not not minor. I mean, he's found guilty of breach of trust. But again, this is not what Daryl Plekis said was going on. This this is uh, uh, underwhelming, shall we say, compared to what Daryl Plekis alleged. What I was don't actually think, a current legislature. I don't think he's going to jail for eight for eighteen hundred no. bucks worth of clothes. No. Again, I go back to Daryl Plekis. I think irresponsible comments back then, without any foundation, suggesting many people at the legislature were guilty of corruption and were going to go to jail. That's well, not the guy's, what the guy's here. still the guy's still guilty of two counts, though. One guy, Mike. Daryl Plekis well, said a number of people at the legislature that went beyond James and Lenz. He he tarnished the reputation of many staff people at the legislature without any foundation. I mean, the, the, guy's, day, the guy's just rung up. The guy's just been rung up on guilty on two charges. So there's some foundation. Mike, I'm, no, no. Daryl Plekis said this was went way beyond Craig James. He, without naming yeah. names, he tarnished the reputation of people who work at the legislature. 
And yeah. and it never transpired to anything other than eighteen hundred dollars of clothes with one guy. Craig James is going to pay a penalty here. He's he's going to have a criminal record. One assumes. Yeah. But uh, I can tell you, having worked in the legislature, you should get out of that radio room and talk to people because I can tell you the staff. Oh, of the give legislature me a break, were, man. Well, the staff of the legislature were furious at Plekis, absolutely furious, because he was suggesting that people were guilty of corruption and fraud at the legislature without naming names. There was a lot of stuff that was going on at the legislature that was unreported. The reporting requirements at the legislature for the for the tracing of the public's money here was practically non-existent. I think actually Plekis did the public a service in revealing a lot of the stuff that was going on. He did a bit of, a bit of service. I, I'll, yeah. I'll grant Plekis this. I remember Plekis actually. Remember the speaker's um, uh, school. Remember that where we were invited yeah. to give input to Plekis on how to uh, make the legislature more accountable. I think that was a good move by him. But I think he 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 crossed the the boundary, crossed the the acceptable behavior when he started to tarnish the reputations of people who worked there without naming them. Okay, Security well, staff were absolutely furious with him because of yeah. uh, again him trying to uh, suggest that they were unprofessional and should be replaced by a different service. Okay, two two guilty counts for Craig James. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to jail, like you said. Maybe we're looking at a fine here. Uh, we'll see what happens going it's forward. Breach, breach of trust. That's one of the few breach of trust cases that were is actually successful in BC politics. Yeah. yeah. Remember, um, Glenn Clark. Glenn Clark was charged with breach of trust, not guilty. Bill Vanderzam charged with breach of trust, not guilty. So right. this breach of trust is a notoriously hard. According to the lawyers I I've dealt with over the years dealing with this uh, these cases, they say that particular charge in the criminal code is tough to pull off successfully from a prosecution right. point of view. So uh, this is a rare occurrence where a breach of trust has actually been established. Yeah, but you still think that that the speaker Daryl Plekis was irresponsible, though. I despite that, out, I think he started out with a with a good. Um, Good intentions. I, again, I go back to his speaker school. He actually came up with some good ideas of opening up the legislature, making it more accountable, making it more transparent. But I think he went overboard right. when he started to go after unnamed people of the legislature, suggesting so many people of the legislature, just regular staff, were somehow right. guilty of criminal conduct. Okay, on yesterday's show, we talked about Jason Kenney. They were counting the votes on the leadership review for leadership of the United Conservative Party in Alberta. I asked you to make a prediction. Here's what you had to say yesterday. So what's your prediction on it? You think he hangs on or no? Well, I think he hangs on with with a 50 small plus majority. One, a small majority yeah. But I don't think that's enough realistically to hang on uh, permanently. Okay, so you pretty much nailed it. Bang on. I will give you that. I will give you that. Uh, I always dread when you play back remarks from the previous day or or show, thinking, "Oh, oh, did I get it right or wrong?" Well, don't just, worry uh, if you get if you get one wrong, I'm going to play that next time. <laughs> but so, you you agreed with it with me as well yesterday. We both, I think, were in the same spot that that Kenny was going to win with a very small majority. Um, and he did. I mean, that's as, almost as small as you can get, 51.4%. You can't get much smaller than that. Um, but you and I both know, you know, can you imagine if a, a BC leader came in with a, a 51% majority in a leadership review? There's no way he or she could hang on in BC, just like there's no way Kenny could hang on in Alberta. He he read the results. Even though he said going in he would he would settle for 50 plus 1, uh, in political terms, that's just not possible in terms of having credibility. That that party is severely fractured. And oh, yeah. 
you know, there's a chance for it to heal now with a new leader. That that always creates the opportunity now that the the elephant in the room is out of the way. But uh, boy, oh boy, Rachel Notley, the NDP, has to be sitting with a big smile on her face right now. Okay, he gets so he gets 51% support from party members, but he resigns. It's not high enough threshold for him to hang on. Here's what he had to say last night about the divisions in the party and why he's stepping down. Jason Kenney speaking last night. Friends, it's clear that the past two years were deeply divisive for our province, our party, and our caucus. But it is my fervent hope that in the months to come, we all move on past the division of COVID. Okay, I thought it was very interesting that he talked about COVID last night because I think that really was one of the things that brought him down because there were people mad at him on both sides. There were people who thought he went too far in COVID restrictions in Alberta and others who thought he didn't go far enough. He, he couldn't win either way. No, I think you're absolutely right. Um, he, he, if you recall, remember back to the Calgary Stampede, a year ago, where he said he announced that the pandemic was effectively over, and it was just sort of the beginning of a new wave. And he, he mishandled COVID, I think, right from the start. But that was because his his party was split when it came. To, you're absolutely right in terms of the response to COVID. Uh, do you do you lock down or do you not lock down? And Alberta was in a unique position. No other province seemed to be split on these issues like Quebec was when it came to uh, going too far or not far enough in terms of trying to uh, contain COVID. And that was mirrored in the makeup of his caucus, where he suddenly had a caucus revolt over public health measures. Uh, and yeah. he was trying to appease, trying to appeal to both sides, and as a result, really appealed to no one. And he, he looked increasingly desperate, I think, through the pandemic, uh, constantly appearing in front of television cameras, announcing things, and then reversing himself the next week. And it just it, it painted a picture, I think, of weakness and a guy just not in control of his own caucus and his own party ultimately pays the ultimate price. Okay, Jason Kenney is gone, but his United Conservative Party still in trouble here. They're, part, they're polling behind the NDP in Alberta. They're raising less money than the NDP there. Uh, the election is just one year away. I wonder, though, if Rachel Notley is super happy about this. Maybe she would have preferred to have Kenny stick around so they could have him to kick around before an election. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I mean, better to know your enemy uh, than the unknown. Uh, Kenny's departure does create an opportunity for the United Conservatives. I mean, if they get their act together behind one candidate who proves to be popular and eclipses the Wild Rose Party, uh, that's a potential recipe right. for success. Uh, so the last Angus Reid poll I saw was 40% NDP, 38% United Conservative, 11% Wild Rose. So that split on the right is real, but perhaps a new leader can heal that, and that would be bad news for Notley. Okay, speaking of new leaders, Kevin Falcon, it was his first week in the legislature this week as the new liberal leader. Real quick, before we take a break, do you think he had a good start? Well, he got a manna from heaven, a gift that just keeps on giving this museum idea, landed yeah. in his lap on the first day. Uh, and he's just run, run with that ball all week. And uh, yeah. I don't think he could have asked for a better start. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Frank on the line in Vancouver. Hi, Frank. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I think Fleckis uh, was right on track with his uh, accusation. I find it unbelievable that Keith, a political commentator, is trying to uh, convince the public that, you know, this is a one-off. I mean, uh, come on. I mean, just because you can't prove it doesn't mean uh, it, it isn't happening. We all know the burden of proof is very, very... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. People of the legislature, and we're talking to staff people at the legislature, I will stick up for them any single day. They are not guilty of corruption. They are not guilty of breach of trust. They are not guilty of fraud. These are people who work in offices, who work in, as security, who work in the dining room. This is not endemic of the, of the culture there. This is ridiculous. I mean, for to... to uh, accuse a workplace of rampant corruption without any proof or names is is absolutely unacceptable. You know, but you had, a, you had a situation, though, where there was a ton of money just flying around this place with very little documentation. I mean, Kate Ryan Lloyd, who is now the current Speaker of the Legislature, actually returned a yes, big packet exactly. of money that she yeah, received only, in, this, only... in this so-called top-up to her pension. What? Exactly. And, and there's that's all reportable, and that's good for Kate Ryan Lloyd for doing that. It shows her, her integrity. But again, there was no proof that any other individual in the, in the legislature was guilty of anything or suspected of anything other than Daryl Plekis's assertion. Well, they've already, they've, he, they also, I would give Plekis credit to this degree that they have managed to bring in some more transparency around the legislature yeah, on how money great. is recorded. Okay, that's well, great. so which, which side are you on here? Are you saying that he did a good job or not? I think the fact that we've led to more transparency is great, but I think he injured a lot of people's reputations needlessly and unwarrantedly. And for a caller like this to call in and say, we know this is happening all over the place, is absolutely absurd. I know those, I've worked at the legislature for 35 years. I know many of the people there for many years. They're honest people. And it doesn't matter what political party you belong to. These are honest individuals. These are civil servants. And to tarnish the reputations without a scintilla of evidence or proof of anything is absolutely outrageous. Let's go to James on the line of White Rock. Hi, James. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I am an Albertan, and I am ecstatic that Kenny's gone, and I'm also ecstatic that Danielle Smith has put her name into the race. If there's one person that can pull the Wild Rose and the UBC together, it's her. And when Notley saw her name on the the list for possible leaders of that party, I'll bet she's more worried now than she was in the last election than she was running against Kenny. Danielle Smith, she's a monster in Alberta politics. She's smart. She's absolutely proven in the way that she does things. And and she's she's the one to to bring Alberta back into a into a power situation in this country. Absolutely. Okay, that's why I yeah. was saying earlier that maybe Notley would have preferred to have Kenny stay in place. They don't have him to kick around anymore. Keith, your thoughts? Yeah, good point, Mike. I mean, uh, better the devil you know uh, with yeah. Kenny. Well, Daniel Smith's a bit of a wild card. I mean, she did. You know, ruffle some feathers before uh, in the Wild Rose. Is she is she a unifying figure? Hard to see that, but you never know. I yeah. mean, it could be a game changer there. Uh, it was interesting. Within minutes of Kenny announcing that he was uh, stepping down, she issued a news release uh, yeah. saying, "I'm going to have a virtual news conference uh, this morning at 11 o'clock Alberta time." So she was quick uh, with her finger on the trigger.
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who are anxious to take uh, Kenny's job here. She's one of them. Brian Jean is another Brian conservative Jean, yeah. MLA. There's a few others that are licking their chops, too. You know, so, I mean, they could tear each other apart. Exactly. They all strike yeah. me as unifying figures, though, Brian Jean and Daniel Smith. I mean, they've had a history yeah. of disruption. I'm not sure yeah. they're the, the ones to bring the parties together.